Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episode of Filipino Wrestling Podcast. This is the Smart Kinas Filipinas Podcast. Stancy at your service to my right, ravishing Ro Moran. Rowdy Rafkamus promises to join us in a bit. I do not know the traffic situation. Every December. Every December. Actually, it wasn't so bad on my way here. Uh, I got here in less than an hour, which is an achievement. Yeah, I mean, it depends on which direction you go, right? I mean, Christmas season is officially kicked off, and it sucks for all of us who have to share the road yeah. for one reason or another. So let's try to talk about something more lighthearted, because this week, the Philadelphia 76ers finally won an NBA game. Finally. Finally. But, Jesus Christ, they're, they're, they're losing streak. Did they win preseason? Uh, no. <laughs> but preseason even, games normally don't count. Yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> I mean, even if they don't count, wouldn't you think that somebody would, you know, let them off easy nah. during the preseason? No, that didn't happen. And there was actually a, 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 an interesting stat that somebody brought up from NBA.com. Now, even before the 18-game losing streak, they actually lost 10 straight games to close out the 2014-15 mm. NBA season. Uh. So Ro over here messaged me last night, and he was like, why don't we talk about things that have happened in the wrestling world between the last time the Sixers won a game and, and that game against the Lakers from this week? Which uh, the game, last game they won was somewhere in March. Though, so it was time. Wednesday, March 24, 2015. So malapit na six months. That's right. Damn. No, over. It was like eight months. You interval. Eight months, ba? Yeah. Oh, March. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so a, a little over eight months. So... Let's let's start off with this little stat here. And uh, since the Sixers won last won a game, Seth Rollins was able to cash in money in the bank, become WWE World Champion, and then lose the championship due to injury. Okay. And uh, since the Sixers last won a game, uh, we had two legends die. Oh shit! We had two legends pass away: Rowdy Roddy Piper and the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. You're forgetting Nick Bockwinkle. That's three. Ah, uh, three. Yeah, right, right, right. So, damn. Since the Sixers last won a game from last season, Cesaro was a tag team champion with Tyson Kidd. Tyson got injured. Cesaro went on a solo run, became tag partners with Neville, and then himself got injured, or got injured himself. Since the Sixers last one, you know, that's Roman Reigns. He became a world heavyweight champion. That's right. For five minutes and 15 seconds. Uh-huh. Since, since the, the Sixers last won a game, Sheamus came back from obscurity to become Mr. Oh, Money uh, in the Bank and then the new authority lapdog slash world champion. Uh, right. And since, no, no, no. Since the Sixers last won a game, Rusev got, I know, got in the doghouse. Yeah. Got injured. Yeah. And... Came back. No, 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 no. Rusev got into another relationship with someone else. Broke up with Lana. Yeah. Got with, got with Summer Rae. Dropped 
got dumped by Summer Rae, got revealed that they got engaged with Lana, and is now part of the League of Nations. Since the Sixers left... And, and Lana is back too. Right, right. Since the Sixers last won a game, AJ Lee lost the Divas Championship and eventually retired from professional wrestling. And now has a book deal. And is pregnant? Uh, pregnant? No, no, no. Since the Sixers last won a game, Oh! We're not going there, though. Uh, one of us. Spoiler alert. Ba? Sorry. I, I, I don't know. I, I actually don't I, know. I, I assume that by now you guys have seen it. I guess, like for a lot of you. I mean, I've seen the movie and I'm not entirely happy about it. But that's just me. Because I was expecting so much from the movie given, you know, one more chance is success. Current, since the Sixers last won a game, dito si Obama. Yes. Since the Sixers last won a game... I was able. I was actually able to watch a WWE live event. Oh yeah, live in Singapore. In Singapore, yeah, and so, and watch a live event from DDT in Japan. Oh yeah, actually, we've been to a lot of places since the Sixers last won a game. That's a very good point, my friend. So, so you tell us what you what you think happened since the last time Sixers won a game. Right, in between their last win in fourteen fifteen and their win against the LA Lakers from this past week. We're going to be having a fun week this week on the podcast. We actually are bringing back one of our former guests, and it's been a while since we last got to talk to her. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I know, I know. Me, 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 Kalune. Right. And we're also going to be talking about PWR Live. Exactly. And we have two glaring questions that we have to answer this week, which we want your take on as well. We'll get to that in a bit. But right now, we have to officially welcome you to the Amir Johnson episode of the SGP podcast. <laughs> it's episode 90. <laughs> I, I had to pick Amir because he's a Celtic. Seriously? Because he you is a Celtic. Drew Gooden. I think Drew Gooden is like the better ninth, the better number 90. Not right now. Not this year. Well, sure, not this year. He's so go to overall. Sure. Yeah, exactly. But I, I'm biased because I'm a Celtic fan. As a fan. former Bull, we have to pick him as number 90. He is also a former, other, uh, a lot of other things. He's yeah, a I former know. Cavalier, a former King, a Spur, a former Maverick, and a former, and a current Wizard. You have a former Buck then? No. No? No. Okay. That was just in one of my games. Uh, he may, no, he may have worn that, uh, in a, in a, he may have worn a different number though, with the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, no, this guy's been like with, with uh, 10 teams. Interesting. Anyway, uh, we're going to be having our special guest on in just a bit while we talk about everything that happened, or everything relevant that happened over the past week in wrestling. Stay with us. As we promised at the top of the podcast, we have a returning guest inside the booth right now. And it's been 10 weeks. I can't believe it's been 10 weeks since we last got to talk to her. <laughs> it's been 10 weeks. It has been 10 yeah. weeks. Oh, I did. Because the last time you were on, it was episode 80, and now it's episode 90. So let's officially welcome back Patty on the podcast. Hey, Patty. Hey, everyone. I'm back to you know, just piss off a lot of... Other PWR superstars again. Oh, my comments. Oh. <laughs> me, me last, last time. I don't know. Oh, yeah, last I checked, I think the boys were pretty happy that a girl had opinions to say yeah, about yeah. the show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's honest feedback. And I don't think you were trying to put on airs. You're just honestly giving uh, us, everyone, what you thought of the show. Oh, all right. More importantly, as somebody who likes to, you know, likes to be in charge, someone who runs the company, I gotta know a third-person perspective. Dina po yung observation score, because I'm gonna be inherently biased. <laughs> yeah. More importantly, or more, more and more importantly, I wasn't even there last Saturday, so I gotta get your take on things, on how 
the, the company ran the show without me. You can start from the very start, but before everything started, like, you know, uh, how was it waiting in line? I heard it was really messy out there. Yeah, actually, for a moment, I actually missed having the event in Makati Square because in Makati Square, we could already go in, even if it's just 5 p.m., I yeah. think, or 5.30. Mm-hmm. But in iAcademy, we had to wait until, I think, 6.30 to be seated. So what time did you come? We were there pretty early. Wow. Yeah, that's true. I just don't want to say it's not the time anymore. Okay, it's okay. And com- compared to MCS, na pwede kang magliwaliw, pwede kang magjollibee, you know, you can yes, like, actually. Go, uh, go for archery or whatever. Go for archery? Who's actually, wait, has anyone actually tried that before going to a right, show? My girlfriend has tried to ask me to play archery with her before a PWR show. <laughs> so, you know, it's actually a possibility. But uh, in iAcademy, and I've never been there, uh, you know, uh, for the show itself. I mean, I, I've only seen the, the, the ocular of the auditorium. Right. But, but there really isn't anything to do while you're waiting in line, is there? Yes. And actually, before, I think, 6 p.m., we weren't even allowed inside the premises of I Academy. So we had to wait outside of I, of I Academy. So how was the mood of the people? Because I, from, you know, from the tweets on social media, you could sense that there was a little bit of uneasiness from the, you know, from the early birds. Uh, I guess I think, yeah, I think so. Because I didn't get pissed off. It was fun talking to your friends okay. while waiting. Plus, uh, it definitely made up to it when we got to sit down okay. and see the venue. It, it was a really good uh, improvement right, from right, MCS. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you've been working the shows from the crew, you know, yeah, from that yeah. perspective for a year now. So, yeah, that, uh, it, there's a huge difference, isn't there? Yes, actually. Although... There really is more of a indie feel okay, in okay. Mahati Square. Because, okay, really? Yeah, yeah, because I Academy looks really polished. Right. Looks really decent and you know lush or whatever. So, so you say that there's more of an indie feel uh, in MCS, but so does the lack of an quote unquote indie feel in I Academy take away from the show at all? Not really. I think it was. Because the crowd was less rowdy. Okay. In I Academy. Like yes, actually. Mm, that's that's, that's interesting. Square. That's an interesting thought. They were less rowdy. That's that's actually saying something. Yeah, actually, and uh, um, I haven't really heard the chants. I mean, I know what new chants there were, but are you saying that the crowd was less interactive, or that they were less loud with the chants? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes, I guess so. Just less loud and more behaved. Maybe they were matching it with the venue. I, I don't know. I think no. I think what what really happened there is mas konti lang itao. Like, uh, or I don't know. I don't, actually don't know how many people we were able to have for this show. No, I was told uh, by by uh, some members of management that there were about five hundred people. Okay. At I Academy, so right. that's roughly around your average yeah, yeah, your average crowd. MC- oh, no. Kasi, no, kasi I Academy is smaller. The the auditorium at I Academy is smaller, so mawasha mas medyete. Any acoustics? Like, how was it? Because when I when I last went there, there obviously wasn't a crowd. Yeah. So how were the acoustics uh, with regard to like when people are chanting or trying to, you know, get, get people riled up? How how was that? I guess it's, it was the same uh, in terms of how loud they were. I guess it was just again they were less rowdy with the comments. The, the Kama Sutra comments were lessened. Those kinds of comments, that's what I'm pointing out. Ah, Actually, okay. so they mas, were less... Mas polite to the, yes, they were yun. more behaved okay. in I Academy. That's interesting. Didn't you notice it? I wasn't 
paying attention to the chants that way. Like, you know, I'm always happy na whenever they're loud, whenever they're, you know, actually participative. I never realized that they were less, I guess, I don't know, what the, what's the word for it? What, less misogynist? No, not misogynist. Less kupal? <laughs> no, and now you're just pissing off your fan base, Mr. C. Fine. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm just calling it like it is. But uh, well, I'm Fine, maybe rowdy is the right word, you know. So, so talk to me about the chants. Less body, maybe. Less body. Probably. Talk to me about the chants, Patty. Let me know. I, I mean, um, tell me which which chants you enjoyed. Like, were there any new chants that were not there prior to this PWR live? Well, I can't really remember the exact chants, but I could recall them uh, very behind, or that they were behind Dredrick Mahaba. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. Which was no surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, knowing him and seeing him rise up from the boot camp, that was something we all saw coming. Dredrick Mahaba is very much over, and his first show alone. Yeah. Oh, I remember one chant that I really like. Yeah. It was the ace hole chant. <laughs> for, for John, John Sebastian. Sebastian. For John Sebastian, who I, I heard also had his name chanted to the tune of uh, The Time Is Now. Uh, yeah, for John Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so they had that. So people actually liked chanting his name. Was that, uh, I, I assume that was to, to bother him, to piss him off. Uh, I don't think so because uh, the ones who started that chant were sitting next to me. I think they were just having fun. Ah, what about the, uh, this other chant I heard uh, during the grudge match between Peter Versosa and Sandata? People were chanting one more chance. Really? Because all I heard was "Balang forever" after the ch- after the match. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, you have to appreciate how uh, PWR fans in general are very much attuned to pop culture. They find a way to enjoy themselves. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I actually think that Second Chance actually sold sold out their tickets because of Sandata. <laughs> That's a very nice that, way of putting it. That is it. an interesting one. Eh? So, so, okay, let's move on from the chance. So, let, let's get into the pre-show, the very first match. Uh, so, what did you think of the new talents that sprouted up uh, in, in that time? Actually, I think PWR Live uh, last time mm-hmm. was more of honing new talents or right. introducing them, actually. Okay. What, what do you mean? I, the, the, the... the new crop of talents. It's more, uh, the, the show was focused more on introducing them. Okay. Because I did miss actually the uh, existing or the existing stars okay. the main roster before, because there was too much of uh, new talents. Ah, okay, okay. Yes. So I have a cheat sheet. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Butika prepared gay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess the first match was for the machine versus Lynch. Yeah. Am I pronouncing yeah, it right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what do you think about the machine? I mean, you know, you've you've seen him around the shows. He yeah. usually just tags along with me. But now that he's on his own, at least... What's going on? What's I just let him have his free reign. I mean, I wasn't there. <laughs> you can't expect him to be like a puppy being acting like Pikachu all <laughs> the time. But what's going associated with Of course. Okay. There's a reason I signed that man's paycheck. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, all so right. how, how was so the we machine? So you're just keeping him busy for the night yeah. while you were out. Yeah. How was the machine? Uh, he was good. He did uh, some trash talk, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I hated about this was that it was pretty much a squash match. Oh, okay. So you wanted to see Lynch get in more stuff. Uh, yes, because I think that's the point of the dark matches. Okay. Because just looking at the machine, you know that he's capable. Yeah. yeah. But then having a, having Lynch work a squash match mm-hmm. with the machine, then it just. I think it just hurts his credibility before there even was one. So. Mm, well, well, Lynch may fan kana. <laughs> yeah, at, at least you have somebody pulling for you, buddy. Lynch, <laughs> last move, Uh The second match, I believe, was a tag match. 
Yes, actually, Fighters for Hire versus El Trabajadores. Yes. So, what do you think about these new guys, El Trabajadores? They were pretty impressive, actually. What I hated about this is generally what I hate about masked or luchadors, masked okay, wrestlers. Right, sure. I couldn't tell which one is which. Uh, uh, which is fair. Yes, for crying out loud, you named them El Trabajadores, number one and number two. You know, just give them a name. <laughs> actually, now that I think about it, shouldn't they be Los Trabajadores? Yes, actually, Camus should be here, yeah. Yeah, Camus should be know. here to verify that. But yes, it should be Los Trabajadores, I think. Right. Uh, so, what, what about Fighters for Hire? I mean, it, it's been a while since we last saw them in the tag match. And, yeah. What uh, do you mean? Did, oh, okay. It's been two months. Okay, sure, sure, sure. So, how did they fare? Uh, great, as usual. Actually, I'm, I'm a fan and I'm actually going to ask you when you're going to put up tag titles. Because I would really like to see um, Miguel Rosales in yeah. singles match. Right. Yes. All right, in singles competition. But then I think before he could move on with singles competition, it would be fair to give him a tag team title run with uh, Joey Bax. You're yeah. not the first one to ask for, you know, uh, the possibility of a tag team championship in PWR. Rest assured, that's something that everybody in management has been talking about. So we're on it. It'll happen one way or another. So, just uh, thank you for uh, no, for bringing up the concern. Yeah, thanks for the feedback. You know, not that talaga yung Right. Um, oh, you're missing one more title. What for the women's oh, division? Well, there well there isn't much of a women's division just yet. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, like aside you know, from Scarlet and and Crystal. Right. Crystal is she five? Yeah, minutes she, she's five yeah, minutes girl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of speaking of this five minutes girl of, of Crystal, how how was she? How did she perform as the ring announcer in place of Poch? Uh, the ring announcement was good because I think she was doing this voice. I think uh, mm. there's I, I can't, you know? yes, but then I think uh, she's damaging her voice. <laughs> and the oh yeah, yeah, because, yeah. I was I was because, talking to her backstage and she was and her throat was pretty beat up. Yeah, right. that's why when she's uh, when it's time for her to say five minutes have passed, she kind of messes that that up. Okay, all right. Ah. Yeah, but I, I think I'm happy on behalf of the guys who watch PWR because I'm sure they're very happy to have another eye candy ah. to look at mm-hmm. aside from Scarlet. <laughs> and you're cool with that idea. Now there's eye candy. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting point of view. But <laughs> yeah, all right, right. Carry as long as cool with Let's it. Let's carry on. Yeah. Uh, I, I also heard that Pochestrada himself got booed. <laughs> like he got a lot of heat for not having boobies. <laughs> yes, actually. It was funny. Well, he literally is the motherfucking man. Yeah. Sorry, but, you know, sorry Butch. I, I got to give him props, though, for being able to balance both the ring announcer duties after Crystal lost her voice and for taking over at commentary. That is not an easy task. Oh, I didn't see him in commentary. Was he? Uh, he was on, on, on stage. Uh, he was work- He was in on the commentary table. Oh, all right. Next to Vicky Manuel. And I, I know this because I was actually sitting down with him the week of the show telling him how to basically do play-by-play. Yeah. So, you know, um, I, I'm proud of him for actually doing that. Now, let's talk about the matches. Which match stood out the most to you? Which match? Oh, I mean, right. she has a cheat sheet. Yeah, actually. I was doing it match per match. Oh, per yeah. Let's, let's do it match for match. Yeah, let's, let's, let's run it down. Uh, let's start off with the first match of the night. Uh, maybe start with the first segment? Yeah, sure. Oh, for yeah, sure. yeah. But that's Mahabang Usapan. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty much disappointed with this. Not oh, really? Be- not not because of Frederick Mahaba. He, he's really entertaining. He's a fan. Yes. <laughs> I've grown to love him. I was I normally don't do the uh, hand gestures. Oh, hi, right, right, right. But uh, 
his enthusiasm was just very contagious that I had to do it with the crowd. <laughs> he, he was that enjoyable to watch. Okay, so why were you disappointed? I was with disappointed this because uh, I think you were building up a hype okay. for the new ace of the royal flush. Yeah, yeah. And that was not what I expected. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I found it kind of lame that it was against John Sebastian. <laughs> Who is the new ace? Or at least, if you would have him as the ace, mm-hmm. at least crown a new jack. Okay, you know, just, okay. just add a new member. Because we were all expecting for the royal flush to add a new member of the right, family. Okay. To complete their, their stable. Uh, yes. Did you, did you boo when John Sebastian came out again? Uh, not really, because I love the royal flush. Okay. Let me ask but you I this, I was disappointed. Though. Yeah. Um, it, so you were disappointed that John Sebastian was named the ace, but... Who did you think would come out as the ace of the Royal Flush, assuming that John Sebastian remained as the Jack? All right. First off, I want I wanted it to be Ken Warren okay. because he was he was just a perfect fit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was expecting it to be Chris Panzer because oh. I think it wow. would have I think it would have been very I don't know interesting to see Chris Panzer be a part of the Royal Flush uh-huh. because he's one of the biggest baby faces right now. Right. And it would be very controversial as to why he would jump ship. Okay, that, that, that's an interesting point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that is are... an intriguing decision if it were to happen. Right, but you know, um, as of as of uh, last Saturday, Niba. that wasn't <laughs> or what happened. Hindi nangyari. Yeah. So okay, um, after the, the crowning of the ace took place, there was a, a match which I had no choice but to approve between Redrick Mahaba and Main Max. What did you think about this clash of behemoths? It was fun because I was normally I would I guess I would root for Main Max because I'm a huge fan of heels. Okay. And I kind of think that Main Max is actually technically a better wrestler in ring. Yeah. With Frederick Mahaba. Okay. That's understandable because he's been. Uh, yeah, he's been here a while. Yes. But then I was rooting for Frederick Mahaba because, come on, guys. <laughs> Over like Grover. Yes. Come on. Mr. C, just give him one more chance to have, you know, his dream date with his dream girl. Scarlet. Okay. She was talking about Scarlet all night. You know what? Here's the thing, though. And I got to be honest with you. I'm in control of making decisions regarding matches. I can put that together. I cannot, though, in good conscience, force people to date people they don't want to date. Does that make sense to you? Yes, but... I am not their father. <laughs> I am not their mother either. And I, oh you know, I am their boss, and that's it. I place limits around my jurisdiction as well. Well, then a shout-out to Scarlett. <laughs> just, give the cha- the, just give the guy one, one dinner. It's just one dinner. I, on. I actually want to Come see on, this girl. happen. Uh, we, should, we should be filming this. Yeah. <laughs> like, we should make a documentary out of this. Like, Redrick actually... Uh, his, his odyssey. Uh, and until he finally so. gets to, you know, take Scarlett out. That's a good idea. Yeah, actually. This is a good idea. All right. So, how about we get to our next match? Oh, or do you have anything else to say about... Uh, Mahaba versus, versus Main Match? Yeah, yeah. Uh, non... No. Okay. All right. Not Let's move anymore. on. Cool. Next right. match. Vintendo versus the Apocalypse. Yes. What do you think about Vintendo? I'm sure you've seen him before, right? Yeah, in dark matches. Yeah. So this is his first match officially on the main roster. And uh, he wanted to do this to stand up for everybody who the Apocalypse has bullied in, in some yeah. way. So what, what do you think about it? Uh, I didn't think it was the best way to introduce himself. Okay. Uh, first of all, he didn't really play on much with his gimmick. Okay. I didn't think it, 
uh, it should it should have been the focal point. Right, right. For his debut. Yeah. You wanted, like, yes, because he's introducing himself. Uh-uh. So it, sh- it should have been the focal point of his debut, but then it wasn't. And he just ended up uh, getting beat up by you wanted to do, You wanted him to do something with the video game thing. Yes. Uh, just for this first time, I guess. Okay. Because people really no- need to know him by his, his character. Gaming. Okay. Yes, he has... I don't know. Maybe it's just me because I wanted I wanted him to be established first mm-hmm. as a character before he takes on the apocalypse. And actually, I'm kind of getting lost with the apocalypse because now I don't know which direction he's going. He you know, he last um, pay per view he was battling for the championship, mm-hmm. and now he's just working a match with an, a new talent. So. You know, to be very honest with you, I don't think the apocalypse knows what direction he's going in. He just, you know, goes on his own path of destruction. <laughs> so basically like the Wyatts? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's neither your business nor my business, is it? <laughs> I guess so. Anyway. So what did you think of the match itself, other than, other than those concerns uh, regarding the story? Uh, it was fair, okay. I guess. Okay. Not really that memorable. All right. But they pulled through. Okay. And people was uh, kind of behind Nintendo. Oh, that's good. Somehow. That's yeah. very good. Which was expected. You just really wanted him to do more with the video games. Yeah. Just kind of establish himself as a character. Because as I've said, it's not that memorable. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, just, you know, like, take a page from Rederick's, from what Rederick did. Because mm. he really established himself and now he's remembered. Mm. At least now, Nintendo knows what he has to do to level up. At least in past. To be size. fair, naman, he didn't do it before. He dark match. Fasha. Like he knew that you know what he needed to do was uh, emphasize the video game references, and that's what he did. Yeah, like he had those E Honda strikes. Yeah, he had the sonic boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would literally level up in the middle of the ring, <laughs> right? So those things did happen. So maybe, uh, maybe he just needs to harness that again. Yeah, because he did it in dark matches before, so just imagine it like he did it in NXT, and he had to do it again, like double effort. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I know that Nintendo is injured as a result of the apocalypse's actions at oh, PWR really? Live. Um, I'm not sure when we'll hear from him again, but we'll let you and the rest of the Revo Nation know when we can see Nintendo again. Um, you want to move on to the next match? All right. Yeah. Sure. Let's do it. It's JDL meets the network. Yun. So, okay. I'm sure you like this one. Why? Because it's the network. Everybody likes Everybody the likes network. the network. Everybody's open-minded. No. Wait. I, well, I guess JDL's not. <laughs> so what did you think about the Idol supplements? And James Idol Martinez and Bruno Bernardo, which, by the way, is one of the best names ever. Like, <laughs> is that his name? Bru- Bruno what? Bruno Berna- Bernardo. The one with the hat. Yes, yeah, the yeah, one with yeah. the hat. The bigger dude. All right. That's actually his name. Like it, it's the only si Bruno. thing. The only thing that could have been better than Bruno Bernardo is if his name was Bernardo Bernardo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I have a comment on each of them since okay. they're the new ones. I think it would be better if I do sure. comments for them. First, with I'll just call I'll just call him Bruno. Yeah, okay, his, Bruno. his name's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, Bruno was not really. He was basically just a shadow. To James Idol Martinez, which okay. is bad for him. All right. Because he didn't get any, or you know, he didn't get any attention. No, he didn't he... get much or any attention at okay, all. Okay, okay. So I can, I think that's that's something that's saying something because he's so big. Yeah. 
Yes, I, I was actually, uh, I was actually thinking that he would be more present in right, the ring. Right. Okay. Then you know that James Idol Martinez would just do the trash talking, and all the bronze would be him. Yeah. Okay. So instead of being Tyson Tomko, he was Bull Buchanan. <laughs> wow, masadong matandang reference mo. Actually, but yeah, I mean, you know, everyone else who understands knows what I mean. So, so yeah, uh, what did you yeah. think about Idol though? Idol James Martinez. James Idol. Or James Mart- Idol Martinez, I should say. This would be biased because you know he's actually a friend of yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah, friends today. So you but, know him in real life, yeah. So don't think, don't think, Yeah. So what do you think about you know uh, the, the way he <laughs> introduced <upline>. himself? <laughs> yeah, so he had so many new downlines that night. Yeah, actually, uh, I think it was good. He did well with his promo, right? Which I think he he it was really his um, aim or his objective, right? Right. He got a lot of downlines, <laughs> which included I uh, I believe. Uh, Ramon, Ramon Bautista and, and Jojo uh, and Sanichi and probably Jojo the Love Survivor in it. I, I didn't I didn't see him. But yes, uh I think he did well. He was I think he was just a little nervous because he did that bit whenever he said um the pahiyakodon. Yeah, paulit ulet, right? What do you mean? Uh, when he when he would stumble? Yeah, and then sasabihin niya na napahiyakodon. Or was that actually part of his promo or his uh, I do not know actually maybe you know, maybe and it, it could went be a on thing. for a little yeah. too long the promo yes and the match too oh the match okay why, why why do you think it went on too long I guess I didn't really um, I didn't really notice it uh-huh. while I was watching uh-huh. which means it was a good match okay I, 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 I just knew that it was one of the longer matches because I had I did have my cheat sheet <laughs> okay, that's, why okay. I, that's why I knew my question here is what the hell was main max doing there I I have no idea. I mean, you know, he must have had I a probably, vendetta. Yeah, I yeah, probably still had a vendetta against JDL. I mean, JDL has had his issues with the Royal Flush dating back to last year. And the Royal Flush, they're not the type to just let go of these old wounds. So that was probably... As long reason. as they can, you know, lord it over the others. Or throw their weight around. Mm-hmm. So All right. that was probably it. Because I got, I got a little lost when, yeah. I, when I saw Main Max there. Like, what the hell was he doing? Why was he especially interrupting JDL's match, Kumbaga? Yes, actually. Okay. But then uh, it became apparent uh, towards the end mm-hmm. of the pay-per-view why he was there. Okay, right. Because you were act- um, PWR was actually building up to something for right, right. Terminus. Right, okay. So, um, any other comments on the match or on the network as, you know, as new characters? Um, none yet for now because I think they still have a lot uh, under their sleeves. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this so, about the network. Do you find it strange that we're cheering the network when in real life, if that if that happened to us, and it happens to a lot of us all the time, we would be pissed off by someone trying to recruit us to um, you know multi-level marketing scam? Well, I think uh, that's all attributable to James Idol Martinez's charm okay. somehow. He's charmed the Charming. crowd. Charming. Okay. So you're saying that if it was a different guy, <laughs> if it was a different guy who was, you know, inviting to his orientation, asking for your downlights and all that shit, you would boo the crap out of him if he didn't have the same charm as James Idol Martinez. Yes, because that's actually what you need with uh, networking, right? Okay. The charm to lure people in. <laughs> if you don't have that, then you might as well forget doing it. So again, <laughs> let me let me just ask you this. So you're saying that <laughs> he was, it worked. What he wanted to do, it worked in plain sight. So you, at, would, actually, at so you would actually buy Idol supplements? If I needed it, yes. <laughs> interesting take. Again, another interesting take. 
All right. Uh, All right. So what's next on your cheat sheet? Yeah. My cheat sheet is Ralph Imabayashi okay. versus, yeah, John, versus Sebastian. John Sebastian. I heard this was uh, a really hard-hitting match. And some people, uh, particularly our friends over at Rappler, actually called it the match of the night. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. So it why? Was most... Why was it the, the match of the night for you? Well, because you know that I, I really like John Sebastian. Okay, yeah. In ring. Oh, not by that. And Ra- not yeah. By that. And Ralph Imobayashi is really talented, too. Okay, yeah. They have... Um, they Chemistry? Have, yes. Okay. They have matching uh, styles, so it went really well. Do you think they're the types who could just do this on and on forever? <laughs> no. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a, a match or a pairing that can go on forever. Okay. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, what he means is, you know, they can be in a feud for, like, the rest of their careers on and off. And people would still watch them. Could be. Uh, if there's an interesting storyline behind it. Okay, you know it. Enough. You know that. Yeah. It can't be just uh, in-ring talent. There's, sure, sure. There's always have to be a tie-up with indeed, the storyline. So. So what do you think about Ralph Imabayashi as the new number one contender to Classical Brian Leo's PWR Championship? I think Classical Brian Leo would have to celebrate Christmas without the gold. No. Wow, that's a that's a bold prediction right well, there. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> I want Brian Leo to win, but I think Ralph Imabayashi will be winning. So so I guess the only gold Brian Leo would have would be on his Christmas tree. I guess so. Are we Wait, prepared? if he celebrated Christmas. Are we prepared, though, to see Ralph Imabayashi as PWR champion? Yes, I are think so. Are you prepared? As a fan, are you prepared to see it? Wait, 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 she called it. So I'm guessing she's prepared. Yeah. You want this to happen, right? Well, I don't want it to happen, <laughs> I but say I she feel likes like this is the way to go. Okay, it's okay. Here's, a, here's an interesting uh, tidbit, though. Do you realize that if Ralph Imabayashi beats Brian Leo for the PWR championship... No, actually, no. My, my stat is down. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, Simon, no, no, no. Uh, there's been no PWR champion who's a full-blooded Filipino. And then I forgot about Jake De Leon because his reign was so short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so short that Brian Leo would call it insignificant. <laughs> so what if he's a full-blooded Filipino? No, it was just an interesting tidbit. You know <laughs> okay. what I mean? Just interesting. Anyway, uh, let, let's... Uh, a- anything else uh, to say about the match of the night or about John Sebastian or Ralph Mapayashi? Uh, well, I'm still counting on uh, John Sebastian. Chasing for the gold. Okay. That was really one of my disappointments for um, PWR Live. Okay, and that he didn't win. Yes, actually. And that if he did win, he would just lie there like, you know, Ryan Leo's bitch. So, <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, you really, so you really, no, even though she's prepared to have Ralph Imabayashi as a champion, she would really like to see John Sebastian as champion. Actually, I'm prepared to see Ryan Leo without the gold. Ah. Because it seems like he's running out of legit competition. Ah. Which we'll get to in a bit. We, right. have, we have to touch on that uh, in a while. Uh, would you like to move on to the next match? All right. So, yeah, what do we have? It's uh, the fight for a second chance. Sandata versus Peter Versosa. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what went through your mind when you saw these former tag team partners squaring off? That they were kind of missing each other's uh, hits. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> actually, uh, a lot of uh, actually most of the matches were kind of polished. That's why I couldn't really say much about it, right? Because it was good. But uh, with Sandata and Peter versus also, there were moments that they were missing each other. Right. I, I think uh, their timing wasn't in sync, and uh, the people were um, noticing it. Mm-hmm. They were calling it 
So it okay. was kind of a buzz killer right. during the match. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's uh, my comment on their in-ring um, performance. But for their uh, for their storyline, where are they going next? That's a very good question. I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. where's this heading? Where do you, where does Sandata go after taking another L? Right? I mean, you know, it, it's been uh, a good five days, six days since PWR Live, and mm. I haven't really heard from either of them. Uh, Peter Versosa is probably busy partying again somewhere. Well, uh, he finally won, right? Yeah. Whereas, I don't know where the bat is So, I can't give you an answer. But as soon as I hear from them uh, knocking on the doors of my office, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. Because I just don't see where they, they could be going because a lot of people are already chasing after the uh, PWR Championship. Mm-hmm. And uh, the PHX Championship, which I kind of forgot yeah, to mention... Yeah. Uh, all right, maybe move on to that one. Sure, yeah, yeah. All right. So, PHX Championship, uh, it's, it was Chris Panzer versus Ken Warren. Happy that Ken Warren won. Why? Well, I... <laughs> he, she likes heels. Yeah, I like heels. Okay, so... Um, Plus, he can back it up. That, that's the thing with heels. I like a heel if he's good with the trash talk and he can back it up. Okay. So, four matches in, the, the official scorecard is two and two. Both guys have won two matches against the other, right. but Ken Warren is the reigning champion. What do you think about that? What, what do you think about both guys? Um, you know, more than a year after their rivalry started. Oh, wait, I didn't really catch what your question was. Um, what do you think about Ken Warren now that he's you know dispatched mm. of Chris Panzer, and you know he has retained his PHX championship? Well, I think he, I think he, he would rather be. Chilling with the championship, I don't think he he's looking for any challengers because you know usually you would just want to keep the gold. What I was actually looking forward to this match was uh, an appearance by Mayhem Brannigan. Okay, because uh, he was actually there. Yeah, he, he was, was there, present, but you didn't give him any promo time. Well, so he, well. So it's my fault. Because <laughs> <laughs> for sorry. all you, for all you know, he probably didn't want any promo time. <laughs> For all you know, he was probably just content sitting there and waiting oh, for Chris Panzer chill, to win. chill, chill. She's just a fan. She's just a fan. Well, I didn't know that. She uh-huh. lags. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but no. I'm looking at it at uh, a fan's perspective. Okay, yeah. So and you wanted what, him to have promo That's time. what you wanted. Yes, but because you know that. Usually mm. uh, in you WWE, wanted, that's yeah. what they do you too. You wanted to have a follow-up to yes. his injury. That's because fair. No, that's actually fair. Are, because you were asking me where... Ken Warren could be going from here since he's already dispatched um, Chris Panzer. And I think the next uh, viable opponent would be Mayhem Brannigan because he in that match that Ken Warren actually sabotaged mm-hmm. to get the PHX championship, mm-hmm. it wasn't just Chris Panzer losing his chance. It was uh, Mayhem Brannigan as well. That's why I thought there should have been time for Mayhem Brannigan to remind people that he's there, that he's just sitting out his uh, injury for a while, and that he would be coming back. And that Ken Warren should be watching his back. So, what do you think the man of Chris Panzer? Because everybody, w- or you know, aside from you, a lot of the other ladies were looking forward to seeing Papa P in action and win. Yeah, and win. <laughs> well, Chris Panzer in ring is actually enjoyable to watch. Okay, that, that's a given. But what I don't like, why I don't like Chris Panzer, is actually because of those female fans. Okay. Wow. No, no. That's Pipe one, bomb. I can feel it coming. No, that's one of the reasons because I think he shouldn't really be taking it as a compliment as well that the, the ladies were 
the, the ladies are supporting him mm-hmm. because of how he looks. Because that kind of devalues uh, his his in-ring ability. You get what? You, you catch me, Jeff. Right, right. right? Okay, yeah. Because uh, they're cheering for him because he looks good. Not because he's good on the mic or he's good in the ring. Okay. So I think... It, so you think it's a bit shallow that uh, the reason why they're cheering for him? Yes, quite. Because it, it's kind of disrespectful to the sport itself. Because they're... Come on, it, it's not a Mr. Boggy or what's that? Okay. Yeah, it's not... It's not a, a Mr. C, or... I think you need to book an open challenge. Actually, yeah. That, no, that's a very interesting take. Chris Panzer's not joining. That's my Fortinoy. You need to book an open challenge. Patty versus, you know, all the Panzer, Mo- Panzer Army. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ladies. I, I can predict that there's one particular member oh, oh. of the Panzer Army who'll be gunning for your throat. Oh, our think... own ace. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, anything else about the, P, uh, the PHX title match? Mm, none. Okay, so shall we go to the the main, main event? Events. Right, main event. I didn't expect this. Okay. I don't think anybody did. I mean, as soon as I got the text message, I had no choice but to approve that as well. I mean, they sent yeah, me a... Sure. Oh, yeah, fine. You know, that, that, was, that was a very fair point. But I, so again, I had no choice to approve it. Uh, classical Brian Leo's Open Challenge and Mark Di Manalo came out. So what did you think about MDM being, uh, being the surprise number one contender? Man. It was an open challenge. Sorry, sorry. Keep going. Well, yeah. Uh, I didn't want to root for MDM. Why not? Well, I, I, I don't like his character. Okay. So and it's not just because he's babyface? No. Okay. Well, what, okay. what about... Well, have we tackled this on since when you were here last no, time? No, we haven't. We haven't. So why Actually, don't you like... We, I think we did, did touch we? on that. I can't remember. But uh, it was it was the segment with uh, Mr. C. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah. so, so um, you know, yeah, yeah, case... for the, yeah, for the newer listeners, why don't you like MDM's character? Uh, should I rehash on what happened? Uh, just PWR give us you know the Cliff Notes explanation. Yeah, just your reasons. Because your... in PWR Renaissance, he actually went at your at your. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He threatened um, you. For um, what happened to Canto Terror? Yeah, yeah. Which was, uh, as I've said before, just seemed a little shallow for me. Right. Because he was fighting a fight that wasn't his. Right, okay. All right. And uh, he was asking why he wasn't given a chance or a shot at the championship. Okay. But the apocalypse had one. And now that he's had a chance, he blew it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and yeah, plus, yeah. plus, I was actually looking forward for the continuing storyline between Mr. C and MDM. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, fine. I, I have to be honest now. I I actually had to take a trip. Oh, obviously, where else would you be? A scouting trip is is uh, is uh, what, what it was on. So okay. that, that's, that's why I couldn't be there. Anyway, um, I, I'll deal with MDM in my own time. Wait, I want to ask... Um, did you miss Canto Terror? Uh, did you miss his presence? Um, did anyone else in the fan, in, in the crowd, miss his presence? I don't think so. I didn't hear any chance, did you? Okay. Uh, no, no, man. But, uh, you know, it, it. well, his absence is glaring. Uh, I, I would assume. And he's pretty over. So I would I would ask you if, uh, if anyone actually, or if you heard anyone talking about him and the fact that he was gone. I, I didn't hear anybody okay. looking for Cat Terror, so... Okay. That's... Uh, it's kind of sad, but I guess it's fair. I mean, you know, he wasn't there anyway, so... All right. Uh, is, he still, uh, is he still out on an injury? Yes, he yes, is I still believe, injured. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you don't recover from uh, from an eye laceration that quickly. Yeah, he should know. Yeah. 
Unless you're like The Flash or something, right? <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, any, any other notes on uh, Brian Leo's play. match? The, 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 oh, the match and the ending. Oh, uh, Bombay Suarez. Yeah, and, and everything. Uh, yeah, the schmoz. Oh, building up to Terminus. Yeah. So what did you think of that? Uh, I think it was uh, pretty cool. Actually, like, I, I don't know if I, I was just missing it on mm-hmm. the previous uh, events. It was the move of the royal flesh. The I dead man's hand. That, that's what it's called? Yes. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool and that they did it to uh, MDM and then all the other baby faces came mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, yeah, it was a good setup for Terminus. And uh, I've posted this... I've posted it before in social media that right after PWR Live, I, I just couldn't wait mm-hmm. for uh, to watch Terminus. Okay. All right. So what are you most looking forward to seeing at December 19 or on December 19? Uh, definitely the PWR Championship. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, again, I have conflicting picks because I think it's going to be Imabayashi. But I really want it to be Ryan Liu. Okay. Anything else you're excited to see? Oh. What else oh, is there to see here? I think I Do saw this uh, earlier today. It was right. the Path, uh, path, path of, of gold. gold. Yeah, the Path of Gold. So is this for the PHX Championship? Like a tournament? All right. Let, let's, uh, let's break it down. Let's break it down. The Path of Wait, Gold. Down, we break it down. Yes, oh, we okay. can break it down. All right. So the Path of Gold is essentially a tournament. We, uh, it, it's, it involves eight competitors. Mm-hmm. who uh, will start off with two and they'll be entering in a staggered format in 90-second in intervals. So a- after, every, uh, after 90 seconds, a new participant enters the match and you can only be eliminated via pinfall or submission. Now, the winner of Path of Gold will have the right to choose if he wants to be the number one contender to the PHX Championship or the PWR Championship. Oh, all right. So... May they cash this opportunity in right uh, on Terminus too? I'm not going to tell you that just yet. Uh, all right. I, uh, I'm going to make sure that I have some tricks. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Yeah, I know. I want to make sure that nobody pulls a Brian Leo on me again. Here's one thing I want, though. If there's a championship match, I want to promote the fuck out of it. Right. And that's why I'm glad that Imabayashi versus Brian Leo is a good three weeks away. That gives me enough time to promote it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'd like to think that, you know, we all have good business sense around here. Right. But the Path of Gold, it interests you, I, I'm, I'm assuming. Yes, actually, of course. And who else do you, uh, you want to see uh, at Terminus? Or who do you want to see competing in this Path of Gold? Now that you know what it's about. Yeah. So I may not include the champions, right? Because I'm going to look for contenders for the championship. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the champions are automatically not in the, in the hunt. All right. You don't have to pick eight participants agad uh, agad. You know, whoever comes to mind, if we get to eight, fine and well. If you can't get to eight, then you know, it, it, um, you're basically just telling me who you want to see in the, in the running. Wait, uh, I guess I can't pick uh, the people involved in the tag matches already? Again, uh, this is, it, it's an open call. It's an open call for you. Pretend you're me. And you can name your eight participants. <laughs> really? All right. I guess I will be putting in... Wait, will May and Brannigan be back? That's a question that only May and Brannigan can answer mm. at this point. I'm not his doctor. <laughs> well, there are just a handful of uh, PWR superstars, so I guess it's going to be just the same names again. Okay. Fine. Who do you want to see win the thing? Mm, I guess I'll just have to go... I, I know you're tired of hearing this. John Sebastian. Yes, I, know, I but... really need him to be a champion. John Sebastian, someone is in love with you. Yeah. (laughs) 
Someone is in love with the asshole. Can you believe that? Someone is in love with the asshole. Can you believe that? All right. Uh, any other any other notes you want to share with our overall, audience? Overall, overall, and I guess um, if you have any overall thoughts for the show, yeah, or the experience. Uh, it was pretty good. I actually really liked that there were already um, video packages, right, for whenever they come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I think is missing again. I think I've mentioned this to you Ro, before. Okay. The video uh, pack. I think so. Uh, I guess you could add video packages rehashing the... Ah, uh, uh, oh, right. Promos, right. Promos that the, would yeah. rehash the story. For yeah. those Pre-match who don't video know. Packages. Because I think uh, every event, there's a newcomer yes, every yes. time. And I guess... Someone has to win yeah. If someone can't explain it for them, we have to explain it for them. Yes. They're kind of getting lost. Okay, Plus, that's fair. Uh, you can use that to kill the um, dead air. Okay. Okay. No, that's interesting feedback because I've been to my fair share of live events. And like uh, when I caught an indie show in Japan, uh, it was Shepard a show. Alam, so yeah, wala halam. I didn't know shit about DDT aside from Kore Ibushi, who I, I, I once saw uh, um, at Wrestle Kingdom. So I actually had to make new friends among the just Japanese audiences just to know what was going on. Who's this guy? Who's that guy? Why does he have an issue with this guy? So I, I guess it's it's common practice all over the world, right? Hmm. You'd only see the pre-match video packages in the huge companies like New Japan and WWE and maybe yeah. TNA to an extent, right? But still, you could do it. I mean, you know, you have that air. Uh, you can fill that. You could fill that up with video packages that would inform your new audience of what's happening, so that they would know who to root for. Right. Right. I think that's fair feedback then. Thank you for the feedback. I mean, you know, um, as, as corporate people would say, noted with thanks. <laughs> All right, Patty, anybody want to give a shout out to or any last words you want to uh, um, share? So was it worth it? Uh, yes, okay. actually. It was more uh, comfortable okay. Okay, to that's watch. Uh, that's, uh, that's what we always aim, yeah. aim for. Uh, as for shout outs, I guess it's for people who still haven't been to a PWR mm. event. Wait, oh wait, I have to I have to ask that because, uh, well, as you know, the ticket prices have gone up yeah. and uh, that makes it harder for some people who can't afford, who haven't been to a PWR show because they can't afford it, to go even more. So, uh, do you think it was a fair price? Like, did you get your money's worth? Yes, I guess so. Although, I kind of have to ask, what's there in a VIP pass? Because I only purchased the premium pass. There's backstage access to the locker room. Yeah, so you get to so, have your own meet and greet with the wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, before they the, come um, out. You know. Oh, before. Yeah, before after. they come out for the you know for the usual meet and greet they do. So how the was the experience of the people who had backstage passes? Oh, yeah, there were another. You know, Ramon Bautista and Stanley Chi. We're able to take advantage of that. George of the Survivor was able to take advantage of that. Our friends from Fox were able to take advantage of that. So, uh, if you want, you know, if you want that kind of access, uh, it's actually worth it. Oh, all right. So, yeah, I guess I'll just move on to promote okay. your wrestling promotion for you <laughs> because I really like it. Okay. I, I wouldn't be talking. I, I wouldn't true. be saying good things about it if I didn't like mm-hmm. it. So I guess for people who hadn't been to any PWR event, you should definitely give it a try. At least just – this is what I tell my friends uh, mm-hmm. actually all the time. Uh-huh. Just uh, try it once because even though you're not a wrestling fan, I think you would enjoy the show. Have you brought anyone who isn't a wrestling fan? Unfortunately no. not. Okay. 
So yes, it's still an ongoing quest. Yes, because they 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 all live in Quezon City, and it's very difficult to drive uh-huh. them to Makati. <laughs> Yeah. Let's let's make sure then that terminus will be enough reason for these guys to come over and it'll be a fitting pamasco from PWR to the mm. Revo Nation. That's yes. actually one, uh, one, one week from Christmas. Yeah. yeah, actually. And if you're someone who doesn't have any uh, friends, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, because this is what happened to me before. No, do. I, no I mean, you, didn't ha- you don't have any friends who like wrestling, oh, okay. so you don't have anyone who would tag along with you. Right, right, right. Uh, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I still uh, encourage you to go to a mm-hmm. PWR event because it's uh, when you come into a PWR event, that's where you make friends. It, right. It's impossible that you walk in alone and you would be walking out not talking to anybody. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I did not know that yeah, actually, you know, we actually help make connections happen. Yeah, actually. <laughs> it, it wasn't just me because uh, there was a friend of ours who kind of got lost. He got a seat 80 mm-hmm. and we were mm-hmm. uh, an 89 or something. Uh-oh. Uh, he ended up didn't want to switch seats. Uh, he with just anybody. sat and walked. Yeah, because he already <laughs> made a friend just like that. Before you know it, nagin Tinder na palang PWR. Somehow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Anyway, Patty on the podcast, thank you for joining us once again and thank for you, giving yeah. us the feedback about PWR thank Live. Thank you for being brutally honest. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. no why are you saying sorry to me? Yeah, it's great. That, this is feedback we need to hear. Mm-hmm. All right. Everyone needs to hear feedback. Yeah. So thanks, Patty. And we'll thank see you at Terminus. All right. Uh, I guess uh, I just wish you see me alive because um, alive. Yes, because I mean? think a lot of uh, the Panzer fangirls would be after ah, me now. Ah, oh, pala, oh, Josephine Alas. <laughs> Is she the girlfriend? I think. No, I'm no, 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 no. She's not. Oh, the, right. Far she from just, it. She just wishes she was. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Anyway, we'll put the security detail on you or something. Thanks, Patty. Yeah. We can have Bruno Shadow yeah, 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 or something. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Patty. All right. Thank All right. you, Patty. Huge, huge thanks once again to Patty on the podcast for making a triumphant return and for giving us her comments on mm-hmm. PWR Live. Yeah, be nice, be nice. Let's play nice, ladies. All right, especially you, Josephine. Yeah. <laughs> now, before we end this week's podcast, we have some things we want to talk oh, about, yeah. especially given the uh, the events of this week in wrestling. Mm. So there are two big questions we want to get to for this week. The first is: Should Charlotte turn heel? Because if you were watching this week's Raw, uh, Becky challenged Charlotte to a friendly match. That's all she wanted. She didn't even want a title match. Oh. She just wanted the friendly match to see who was better than the other. And then during the match, Charlotte appeared to injure her knee. And then when Becky checked on her, Ric Flair distracted the referee, oh. which allowed Charlotte to keep up from out of nowhere and then just uh, hit Becky with a schoolboy pin or a schoolgirl pin in and this case. technically, she wasn't cheating. She was right. She wasn't technically, you know, she didn't grab the tights or whatever. But still, it's pretty dirty. Yeah. That oh, was- no, uh, should, Char- should Charlotte turn heel because of this? I have to admit that I don't, didn't really care about her that much until now. I guess the dilemma makes me want to care about her. Yeah. So, I don't know. Does it? Maybe she does work better as a heel. My issue with, uh, with this storyline is I'm actually afraid that Becky's going to be the one to turn heel. I don't think so. 
Because the way that Charlotte talked to her uh, uh, in the backstage segment, she was like, come on, Becky, you're still my girl. You know, uh, This isn't NXT. This is the big leagues. You have to do what we have to do to step up. You need dialogue. So it was very patronizing, very condescending. But at the same time, given the crowd reaction, which was them cheering Charlotte for her actions and for winning against Becky Lynch, and the way that Becky's facial uh, gestures were, her facial reaction, parang si Becky yung magbabalak na magturn. Eh. No, I don't think so. I think that if we go on like this and if she snaps, she's going to be in a, she's still going to be a face if she, you know, snaps and turns on Charlotte. So even if, uh, even if she was the one who couldn't take it anymore, yeah, the fact that she was the one getting, well, technically she's getting bullied, yeah, will, will make her, I guess, like an underdog type. Which, or the sympathetic yeah, figure. Which actually works for her. Yeah, it does work for her. And, and this is what I want to happen. Because I, I, I would prefer that Becky be the sympathetic underdog rather than Becky be the angry heel who just snaps on her friend. No, no. But uh, um, the way, where I'm coming from, and I, I've told you this, is um, I, I guess WWE booking has just conditioned me to think this way. And I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. Because I, uh, at the end of the day, Charlotte looks like she's better as a heel. And if Charlotte turns heel, it doesn't have to mean that she has to be friends with Paige again. Yeah. So you can be a bad guy and hate another bad guy. You know, it doesn't work in real life. Now you have two bad guys who like each other because they're bad. Yeah, so it's kind of like Kevin Owens and Sheamus, mm. who don't like each other, but they're both heels. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a there's a tangent question here because if you notice the crowd in Pittsburgh, they were cheering Charlotte's actions mostly because they reminded them of Ric Flair, yeah. who was there at ringside. But when were they, they really cheering her? Yeah, they were. Is it overtly cheering her? They popped. They popped when Charlotte kept up, and then they popped when, they, when she pinned ah, Becky. Jesus. And okay. I, I have an issue with this because uh, before I get to that, let's ask this uh, um, sub-question. Oh. Is the audience a dick or are the audience members Yes, dicks? we've already established this many times. I think this week, more than ever, um, we're reminded of this fact. Oh. Uh, a tangential example would be when Ryback came out and pretty much slut-shamed Lana. Oh. And the crowd, nila. they oh. had to chat, yes, you did, yes, you did, in reference to whether or not Ziggler and Lana actually went all the way. And NXT, Full Sail University, the whole, you know, most of the crowd there are selfish and self-centered. Actually, yeah. I mean, they, um, they, but Brooklyn sucks, or fuck oh, Brooklyn, they, yeah. they, they, they chant that shit. Oh, uh, is, is that not dickish behavior? Here's the thing, though. I mean, um, should WWE acquiesce to what the, what the crowd no. supposedly calls no. for? Because no. if, 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 let's say, this vocal crowd calls for this, right? Parang, uh, they think slut-shaming is cool. And it, there's a, a subsection of the audience, people like us, who are calling the crowd out on it. Who wins in the end? Or, like, how do we... How you, know do who, we... No, you know who wins? Who is right in the eyes of society and its virtues? That's, that's what should be who wins it. Just because it's it's like it's like being in school. Just because people are smoking, doesn't mean it's good. Yeah, you know, just because it's cool to look at, just because it's cool to do, doesn't mean it's good for you. Stuff like that. It's it's kind of like peer pressure. If you acquiesce to uh, stuff like that, to demands like that, you're pretty much giving in to peer pressure, and not the good kind. So you're saying that WWE shouldn't give in to the peer pressure coming from the audience not when, the man, when they cheer not, like overtly bad things. Oh, yeah, obviously, especially if they want to keep their sponsors and and whatever good standing or whatever goodwill they're trying to build up through their other charitable acts. Right. 
ang sa akin lang is I just wish that you know people's sensibilities were more in check with regard to things like Charlotte is a woman in her prime oh. who doesn't need to cheat to win because she's established na she's athlete, um, genetically superior so she doesn't but, uh, need let me throw to, like, it back let me this. throw this question to you though if Eddie Guerrero were coming up now just now in 2015 yeah and he was doing the whole lie cheat and steal thing yeah and he was like Charlotte very self aware about it. Because uh-huh. you have to admit, Charlotte was self aware about what she did. Yes. And the crowd cheered it. How would you react? Do I know Eddie Guerrero? What do you mean? Like, is he a new character? Yeah. If he were coming up now, I, I would probably boo. Uh, I would probably boo him. Yeah, no, how would you react to you know people loving that stuff? Mabuburat parin ako. Assuming I didn't know Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Parang. You know, I, I can't put a finger on why we liked it when Eddie was doing it. Yeah. Maybe because it was funny. Or yung charm niya. Yeah. Because Eddie has a charm that Charlotte does not. Yeah, that's true. We can probably agree on that, right? Um And there was a certain way. I, you know, going back but to the But he would charm. do it with heels, eh? Well, more, well, toward the face run, he would do it with heels. Yeah. Like, he would, uh, yung heels yung victim niya, mm. basically, right? Kind of like uh, WrestleMania 20. Right. Essentially, dirty tactic yung ginawanya with his boot to beat Kurt Angle. Is it maybe because we are not cheering the dirty act itself, but we are cheering it because we find it smart? We find the act like one of the smartest things we have we are, we witness in an overall show that is well kind of dumb. Yeah. When, especially the rules of wrestling, the unspoken rules that you know, uh, if the referees if the referee didn't see it, it doesn't happen. Cap, yeah, it doesn't happen. Count. But is, is that what we're cheering? Uh, the fact that it's it didn't insult our intelligence. That, that's why we cheered Eddie. He never insulted our intelligence that way. Or could it be because of the person committing the act? Because as much as I, I want know. to say that the act is the, the act should be consistent regardless of who does it. Yeah. Right? Like when Duterte says "fuck Pope Francis," right. um, it shouldn't be less bad if, say, uh, I don't know, Gloria Romero said "fuck Pope Francis." Oh, yeah, right? sure. It would be equally bad. Even though, in the eyes of the Filipino well, public, these are two different public. If you figures. take Charlotte and Eddie together, it it didn't change. People still love what she did. Yeah, but like I I I find myself thinking na mas hilish lang talagang ginawa ni Charlotte kasi parang it maybe was, it's the context kasi she was her friend. Yes. Parang okay, she and Becky and anyone else was not expecting that to happen. Right and. Um, all Becky wanted was a straight-up friendly match. Yeah. Whereas if, uh, whereas Kurt Angle wanted to take Eddie Guerrero's title and humiliate him. Right. So maybe, maybe in context, uh, ha, you know, uh, the context plays a factor in it, right? I guess, yeah. Yeah, but going back to the original question, should Charlotte turn heel? I think with the recent uh, events as of this week's Raw, I think she should. Like, that's the logical conclusion that will satisfy me. As it a will make her better because I think uh, being on the main roster exposed her so much as uh, someone who does not have, like, as much experience as, say, Paige or Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks ano, even. Particularly in-ring work. Niya. Yeah. Because even though she's genetically superior, exposed na she hasn't gotten her ring psychology on point just yet. Or especially if you are, if you are working a match that, that you didn't have like a lot of time to prepare for. Yeah. So her finisher is always be, uh, her finisher is the figure eight, um, but you know she normally targets the head or the midsection, sometimes even the arms. Very rarely in legs, and yet she finishes with the figure eight. Um, whereas she could just go back to using the natural selection as her as her finisher, which right. was what she was doing in NXT. Which anyway. is actually fine. I like that move. Yeah. So do I. So do I. 
Um, are we good here? You want to get to the next one? Yeah, it's okay, it's okay. But, uh, you know, I just want to reiterate, fans are dicks. I'm not going to argue against <laughs> that. Next question that we want to tackle for this week. The League of Nations uh, officially debuted. They have, you know, they, they've trotted out their lineup. Seamus, the champion, backed up by King Barrett, Rusev, and Alberto Del Rio. Now, yeah. you've got a stable of baddies. All of them are foreign. Has there ever been a stable of foreigners who are good guys? And if not, why can't there be such a thing? Off the top of my head, parang walay. But I think I could be wrong. There might be something. Pero the thing about factions is the faction has always been uh, a, a heel plot device. Yeah. Uh, you never really need the good guys to band together because the whole philosophy of a hero character in wrestling is that you can take him on your own. And and then you would use the numbers as heels to overpower your opponents. So, I don't think so. No. Because the odds are skewed against them. I'm not sure if Kai and Tai was actually a babyface stable. If you remember Kai and Tai from well, like the late 90s. I, I never by got the to end, watch them. Maybe by the end. Comedy yeah, probably, yeah. But normally, but like for a stable to be taken seriously, th- these guys are normally baddies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, uh, and I said this in my Raw review, it's kind of like uh, how we enjoy seeing the Justice League go up against the wait, gallery. Wait, wait, I think we have, wait, wait. Before anything, but, uh, we, have to, we have to differentiate the difference. Uh, we have to differentiate the stable and the faction. So yeah, let's do that. I think the stable is a close-knit group, eh? Uh, three or four to five people, I guess. So evolution is a stable. Yeah, evolution is a stable. Four horsemen. Yeah, and then the faction would be a much larger group, like, like the N- NWO. Yeah, the NWO. Well, the original NWO was a stable. Yeah, and then they, since a lot of you know, like half the WCW roster joined the NWO, they ended up being a faction. So nunikar na invasion storyline in the early two yeah. thousands. WCW was a faction. ECW was a faction. NWO was a faction. Yeah, right. Okay, so now that that's settled, you have a stable like the League of Nations, uh, where, where you have all these bad guys, um, you know, together. Is it? Are we booing them because they're foreign? Because they're trotting, uh, they they're harping on the fact now, you know, we're the best from Ireland, from Mexico, from Britain, and from Bulgaria. Or are these guys a bunch of bad guys who just happen to be foreigners? Mm, I think it's a Latin one. I think it's not a racist thing. Uh, if it were, cause if it were racist, they would have been banded together from the start. Like it just really so happened now they had a bunch of European guys, which and, is a and, good and thing. Rio. Which is a good thing, de ba? Because parang nagsani puersa na lang sila. Uh, they, they were able to see the strength in numbers. You know what? Kulang nala talaga see Kevin Owens. It was a shame yeah. that he was actually sick. Yeah, that that time he probably would be joining. Yeah, de ba? Especially when Dean Ambrose is part of the family. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is what uh, Roman's little stable is called. It's Roman Dean and the Uso. I don't like that name the only because the Wyatt family is the original family, and because you already had La Familia. Oh, and and you make Roman sound like a godfather, which is a very heelish gimmick. <laughs> and Roman is nothing close to a godfather, right? Mm. So it, it, it's it's a bit off that well, name. What is what is family in in Samoan? I, I have no idea. Like, is it a variation of the word Uso? No. I wouldn't Uso know. is brother. I, I, I do not speak Polynesian. I, I don't know anything about the Samoan language. But if you do, you can hit us up on Twitter, as always, at Rosewar, at underscore Stancy. Let us know. Just you know, help us out here. Um, so here's, here's the question then. Hmm. Um, 
will it ever be possible in our lifetimes or in this fandom to see a foreign stable of good guys? I don't, I don't see why not. But they would have a re- they would need a really good reason to be together. Let's assume that the NXT five, mm. all of whom are foreign, by the way, uh. banded together. Let's say Hindi Sidan debut as individuals oh, and they debuted on the main roster. They're not foreigners, but uh they there was uh, no a good guy. Well, no, they weren't good, but sorry, the radicals weren't good when they came in. No, no, yeah, yeah. They were they were a villain. Uh, no, they came in as baby faces, but they turned heel by the end of the night. Right. So that's what happened then. But let's say the NXT five, Neville, Owens, Sami Zayn, Finn Balor, and Itami. All of them are healthy. All of them were still waiting to be called up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. If they came up as a team of good guys, they all, they all just happened to be foreign. Would it fly today? I don't know. It really depends on why they're together, I guess. It really does. How about the fact that they were just five of NXT's biggest standouts and they're looking to make an impact or something? I don't know. But why would you need to do it as a stable? It's weird. Because eh? there is an inherent... I guess, evil when you're a bunch of powerful guys. But can't it be that you just see the unit, you see strength in unity? Can't it be that? Because I, I get what you're saying. Now, when you're a heel and you band together in a stable, you're hiding behind your other groupmates, and that's what makes you guys strong. And at the same time, it's cowardly. It's mm. less noble. But can't it be noble in the sense that together we can achieve more? But the idealistic sense of having a team. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, I think Team uh, Team Richards was was like this. Davy Richards stable back in ROH. Um, yeah, okay. So yeah, if you are like a looser collection of of associated talent, associated wrestlers, it could work. Like uh, you, you don't go. You don't have to go to matches together. You don't have to be present for each other's matches. But you know, you're there when they need you. Right. You know? You got your homies back. You remember the core? Mm. The, the core was such a crappy idea. Oh. Now we're, we're all equals. But when you think about it, if you spin that shit oh. and you had more compelling personalities, you could actually make that work as a babyface gimmick until such time that someone's ego got the best of them. In a way, well, you could spin anything to be a babyface and the heel gimmick. Okay, that's fair. But I think the core was one of the easier gimmicks to to spin because about you the whole this whole idea of. Us having equal voices, us having equal um, equal authority. There is parity within the group, right? Um if, if we're talking about having a stable, regardless of whether or not they're foreign, oh. that's as easy as it gets. I guess. If it would fly. But I, the thing with setups like that is it lends itself so easily to to dissension, to tension. And that's what wrestling storylines are built on, yeah. the tension, right? Um, every tag team is built so that one day you can split them up, right. unless they're twins who mm-hmm. you can't tell apart, like yeah. the Usos, mm-hmm. right? So that's essentially it. We're, we're all just waiting for that, that breaking point. Speaking of breaking point, don't watch the movie Point Break. It is just absolutely repugnant. What is that? Yung new remake of the Keanu Reeves film from like 1991. I don't know that movie. I don't know either movie. Yeah, uh, it was it was a cult classic from 91. Uh, we held the premiere last night. I hosted it. It was just so bad. Like, my dad was snoring, like, halfway through. Oh, wow. And people were looking in our direction. <laughs> uh, Phil D., former guest of the podcast, was also there. Oh, I, he was. I can't wait to read his review. <laughs> anyway. Um, Probably I, another day at the office for him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, those are the two questions that we wanted to ask this week. Just, you know, get your gear spinning. Make you think about uh, what you watched on TV in wrestling this week. 
Should Charlotte turn heel? And just how bad has it? How, how bad have we come as an audience? Now, we just accept the fact that we're dicks in general. And can there be a stable of faces, or can a foreign stable of good guys work? Let us know what you think. It's at the SGB Podcast on Twitter at underscore Stancy for me, at Rose War, and at Caveman Camas for the guy who's putting this episode. Together. Wait, I just realized that the foreign stable, well, not foreign technically, but. New Day was a face table at, from the beginning, and in the beginning. Yeah. And they didn't work. Well, that's only because of an, uh, creative. Yeah, because uh, they didn't have enough meat, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's it. Uh, let, let us know, all right? We also got to thank, by the way, our friends from PWR for always, always helping us out on the podcast. Uh, PWR Terminus is happening December 19. You got your main event already. Classical Brian Leo defends his PWR championship against Ralph Imabayashi, the new number one contender as of PWR Live. It will be at iAcademy Auditorium once again. Hashtag my aircon pa. So please, <laughs> please join us by then. We'll let you know about tickets, uh, ticket information as the weeks go by. Wait, uh, picks of the week. Picks of the week. Thank you. Uh, before we get to that, we got to thank Mellow as well, Mellow ninety four seven Studios, for making this happen as well. And we got to thank you for always subscribing and hitting download, and you know, uh, let us know, letting us know what you think about the podcast. Mm. Now, for our pick of the week, um, off the top of my head, wing it, because I have seen NXT this week. I'm picking Jason Jordan damn and it. Chad Gable. God damn it! Against the Vaude Villains. Well, I want to. I want to make something now. Hey, it's a good match. Yeah, it's that's must-see. true. That is true. It is a great match. I just love Jordan and Gable. These guys just make magic. It's visual music whenever they're in the ring, and I just love their team. Uh, the Vaude Villains. I like. I like where they're going. That they're upset. They're frustrated. They they probably turned heel, and they're probably on the way to getting there. If it means they'll be relevant and in a storyline with Jordan and Gable that doesn't involve the NXT tag team titles just yet. Fine and well. I'd like to develop Jordan and Gable more as characters before they step up and challenge Dash and Dawson or whichever tag team holds the titles by the end of TakeOver London. Okay, and my pick of the week, well, since you picked the, the really, really nice tag team match, I'm going to pick the main event, Samoa Joe versus Tommaso Ciampa. Can you believe that in 2015, we are getting two indie guys from Ring of Honor uh, on the main event of NXT? As themselves. We have come a long way. Oh. Yeah. Not as Joey Samoe or like Tommy. And Tommy know. Champion or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Champion. Right? It's amazing oh. how far we've come. Yeah. And, uh, well, as usual, since you put two indie guys on that stage, they're going to produce. And I, I really like Heel Joe again. Hmm? I mean, he's got this edge to him, mm. right? this, this this viciousness and fury. Nah, we just weren't able to channel when he was a baby face. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that they turned him heel before he became bland. Because uh-huh. uh, there comes a time when someone just becomes so bland. Kind of like, like Roman Reigns. Uh-huh. Nah, you, you, you want to shake things up with him, which is why you call for him to turn heel. Okay. With Samoa Joe, the way it happened, it happened before we had any excuse or reason to call him vanilla. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm commending. And, uh, well, as for champion, Tommy Champion, uh, can we sign this guy already? Because you've been asking him to come. Parang he's already Yeah. Yeah. Not just him, but you see Gargano. And well, Gargano hasn't been, hasn't been on the show in a while. I guess, but, you know. Uh, or, or fucking Blue Pants, who was also on the show this week. Yeah. Uh, well, what was she on the show this week? She jobbed to Nia Jax. Okay, okay. So, yeah, if you're going to, you know, hi, if you're going to use these guys especially the males uh, you might as well sign them yeah 
So people know them. People are getting behind them. That's the problem with Blue Panzer. That's why she had the so-called heat in the first place. Uh, you gave her enough exposure that she ended up running all the way with it. Right? Yeah. So you might as well take advantage of what you got right there. I mean, you're selling Blue Pants merch anyway. Yeah, exactly. You might as well just give her a contract you're eventually, to You're eventually going to sell Champa merch or Gargano merch. We so you a, might as well. We might as well just take it all to church, give these guys contracts. Right. What are your picks of the week? What were your favorite matches this week in wrestling? Let us know. We're on Twitter. You know that already. We'll catch you next week for the Dennis Rodman episode oh, of yes. the SGP podcast. We've been looking forward to this number for quite a while. So we'll see you next week. Thank you for, uh, thank you for listening. Peace out. Peace. Bray Wyatt. When Bray Wyatt stole his thunder fairly recently this year as well. So, how much more sympathy can you build for a guy, really? Well, there are always a lot of ways for you to build sympathy towards Roman Reigns, especially since hindi naman siya yung tipong katulad ni Cesaro na kinakaawaan na siya talaga ng WWE Universe. Oh, God. Please, let's not start there. Let's not start there. So, you can still build sympathy towards Roman Reigns. The way I see things right now is... Uh, Roman Reigns should still probably get that WrestleMania moment, or we can probably delay the championship win. Um, if, if, you're, if you're not going to have Sheamus steal it, though, the best way to do, to do it, if you ask me, is to have Roman win a battle royal. Kind of like what Kurt Angle did in 06. Why? He's the number one contender. He's the number one contender at this point, and if he wins the... Okay, um, battle royal at this point, it's really close to WrestleMania season. Your next battle royal should be the Royal Rumble. If we're If we're keeping it in perspective, just keeping it in perspective. Ever yeah, so but if you're the number one contender, does that automatically make you? Is that does that make you like the runner up to the champion? If he can't be the champion, he can automatically. No, 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 no. Well, I'm not, just not, not that. No, it's not that. It's more of an okay. He's earned the shot. Why would you have him beat other guys? Well, no, no, because uh, you, you want to make him overcome adversity. That's how you that's build up if, Roman Reigns. 
That's if he vacates every uh, if Rollins vacates the championship. Yeah, that, that, would, that would that's be exactly fair. what I was thinking. If you have Seth Rollins vacate the championship, and if you really want Roman Reigns to be world champion, then have him win a battle royal. Not just battle royal is one way to go about it, but having him start like from no, square but awkward, one. If he's the number one contender now, he it, should be slotted into yeah, the match. He, it would be a huge disservice to him. And to anyone else in his position, if he would have to go somewhere else and beat other people for uh, not, I'm not for, saying for that just a chance. Number one contendership point. automatically, I know, automatically gives him the championship should the champion vacate it, which is not the case. I'm ever. just saying uh, it's weird. Now, okay, he already won this shot. Why should he be made to compete with other people and make those other people equally the number one contender if the, when you put them in a battle royal? I hate to answer you, answer you with this, but like this is the only answer I've got. Now, history will tell us that this is not the first time it's happened. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just saying that... Well, okay, when, when was the last time it happened? Kurt Angle? Yeah, Kurt Angle. But he wasn't a number one contender then. You know, that, that's the thing. Even if there was a number one contender, they scrapped the plans and they just lumped everybody into that battle. It's weird because this, 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 his Scenario? status already. Yeah. It's just weird now, okay, there's, a, there's been a vacated, you know... You have, you have to slum it out with everyone else down in a huge battle royal. Might as well have a battle royal without Reigns in it. And ha- then whoever, whoever wins, wins that, that goes against Reigns for the vacate the exactly. championship. Uh, that, that, is a, no, that is a better way to go. It's logical booking and it's UFC style booking. Yeah, actually. That, that is a better way to go about it without compromising everything he earned in that nice episode of Raw. Last week's nice episode exactly. of Raw. Okay, one of the last times then, uh, I'm just trying to think of other scenarios for Roman here. Oh. Uh, w- remember when John Cena ended his more than year-long reign as WWE champion? It was ended by injury. The next champion was Randy Orton, and uh, it was because McMahon awarded him the title. Right. What if the authority uh, just awards the title to Roman Reigns? That was Y2J's comeback, right? Uh, yeah, close to Y2J's comeback, yes. That's... Okay, so they anoint... They anoint Roman Reigns as the new chosen one. Then, tama, tama, because Seth Rollins is injured out. Parang, you're too weak. We, we gave you challenge after challenge, but in the end, you're, you're too weak. You're a B plus player, technically. You're a B plus player, too. So now we're going with the real A plus player, Roman Reigns. You turn him heel, you give Seth Rollins babyface momentum, and if and he's back by WrestleMania, you get an awesome WrestleMania moment. But, but Dean Ambrose. That's true. Dean Ambrose. That's that's another that's another factor that, that we haven't factored into that, all of you this. You know would have been great if we take the idea and uh, okay, whoever wins a battle royal will be the other contender. Ambrose wins that. Para make a triple threat. Just no, to make it, just to force the triple threat. No, just to force the. Or sorry, fantasy booking at this point. So it is all we go. We go. Booking. It is all fantasy booking anyway. The first the first leg would be. The match is set. The match is set. Reigns gets it. Battle Royal happens. Ambrose wins it. Brother against brother on the night of the show. Hey, Rollins is okay. We got the triple threat. Yay. No. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry. I just want to see this triple threat happen. No, I think we've it been, is happening. We've, we've, we've spoken it's a, no, at the WrestleMania length. thing. I know. But we've spoken at length about this, guys. Like, it's, it has to happen soon. I guess. It has to happen soon because the momentum is there. They just need to build up Dean a bit. That's it. This is how bad Raw has been. Uh, we're not even talking about the episode itself. We're talking about hypotheticals. And it's sad because we've come such a lo- we, we We thought we'd come a long way after last week's Raw, oh, but, but which we, people had said as one of the best, of, if not the best of 2015. And then suddenly you go back to craptastic status quo. 
but that's what we can expect from WWE. Which shouldn't be the case. Which shouldn't be the case. You know, you have faith in something, you expect them to deliver, they haven't. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah. sad. I'm I'm pissed. Uh, So pissed that, I mean, like, I I couldn't even fight my fatigue from from just this week to fucking crack out a Raw review. It sucks. Uh, Picks of the week? Suck. No, it did, the, the episode did not suck. Just the whole decision to to put, to put to the Survivor put, Series match on free TV. And to make, you know, to spend so much time of it re- in the recruitment phase. Just, it, it, no. No, the recruitment phase is nice. Eh? I, I like the recruitment phase because it gives... No, but uh, not it, that much time. It felt, it felt drawn out. Ang kulang sa akin was... Roman Reigns' recruitment phase. Because seeing the yes. heel recruit his partners, is, uh, it's okay. Um, but I'd rather see the face recruit his partners. Just no, because you Why, why can't tension. we see everyone recruit everyone. their team? Exactly. We it's, did in no 3 Like, that was why. the best. Team Bischoff versus Team Austin. That was what I loved about that feud. Now, you saw both, uh, both general managers going after specific partners. And they actually went after guys who said yes and no. Hindi yeah. lang parang automatic na oh kausap ni ni Stone Cold itong good guy na to, this guy will say yes. Right? Because that gave it realism. In this case yes. it was just like there's no balance, it's taking too long. Ang, uh, well, but, w- but one of the nice things was uh involving Kevin Owens in it. And yes. then having having Kevin Owens hold parang oh you owe me one, I'm going to help you out this time, but the next time I get a championship match or some shit. Oh yeah, a WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. But Highlight of it, and it's my pick of the week, New Day, with the most entertaining segment of the whole Raw, with the return of Savior Woods. Mm. I'm sorry. It it made me laugh so hard, just out of nowhere. Just, you know, you're watching around, you don't expect that kind of kalokohan. Well, only it, because we don't know when Xavier was going to be back yeah. from his honeymoon. Which it, honeymoon? Which, yep. honeymoon I, I've been wondering why he was gone. Yeah, he got married. Really? Yeah. It wasn't just the injury and trombone. Damn. No, I knew it wasn't the injury. Cause yeah. It wasn't an injury. I just wanted to know where he was. Yeah, I, I think I, I read I, somewhere that he got married. I haven't seen this popped up whenever I do my rounds. Right, right. Jesus, you know what Yep. But Meanwhile, Randy Orton gets injured taken out the trash. Six months. Jesus Christ. Out six months. Uh, So that that takes him out of WrestleMania. More or less. Uh, No, it's November now. Yeah, WrestleMania is in March. He got injured in October. WrestleMania is in March. November, December. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's not even enough time for for him to have a storyline. So he's not going to be at Mania. And that ends his 12-year run at the show of shows. Ah. Oh, he was the, the one constant for a while there. Yep. Yeah, aside from John Cena. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at least he gets to have time with his, with his new wife. Yeah. yeah. Well, happy wife, happy, happy for life. you. I hate I... that show. Anyway, <laughs> hey. uh, my pick of the week, you know what? I actually haven't given uh, given much thought about this, but uh, um, I guess I, I'll, I'll just choose the Fatal 4-Way. Okay. For the, for, okay. Uh, for the number one contendership, for the Divas Championship. Noona, I was actually bitching about it because why does Brie get to be in this match and uh, why doesn't Foxy or why does... Uh, because Brie has been winning more. Yeah, that's true. Hasn't she been dropping a lot? No. No. She okay. has been winning more. Right. Last week. Okay. She won last Becky week. hasn't been competing much, and then she got a. No, but she, she got a she, in the match. She, she proved why she belongs, though. Yeah. That's true. In, in the match, all. Oh. Um, I actually enjoyed that match. Mm, it was really fun. Uh, and the it best was part actually, was. No, it was actually uh, worth an NXT main event. Right. Actually, yeah. That's, it, it, that's, felt, no, it, it felt, felt like, like an NXT uh, main event. No it, no, it felt like a takeover match. The best part about this was we got Sasha. 
Yes, yes, you did. That's 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 what I was just about to say. Yeah, you know, people have been clamoring for Sasha Banks, and here you go. I don't know if nananajatalayin WWE they're serving a Sasha Banks in small doses so that they can organically build support for Sasha and then only to yank it away from us. I don't know because they've done that with Cesaro, they've done that with Daniel Bryan. I think it's just because they don't know what to do with her. That's all. You because know, she's no. she's the only standout from their team anyway. Is it time though to turn Sasha face at this point? No, not yet. No. No need for. And she doesn't. I don't think she makes a good face either. Yeah, she's 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 an awesome heel. But you know, if she doesn't get lumped with uh, CB, yeah, with that team and make it SBC. <laughs> gotcha. I would. I would That's actually, actually like a good one. SBC. SBC. Yeah. SBC. If it if it if it becomes Team SBC, that would be fun to see. Just because. Yeah, of SBC. course. But why do we have to have teams? Because right? they because they've they've already gone down this path. No, why? No, I don't, well I don't see. No, I don't see why divas have to be. No, you clickish. know why? You know why? Why? Because they want to be stronger together. Jesus Christ. That was bad. That was no, bad. that was a Supergirl reference. Okay. That was bad. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Come on, somebody Supergirl. Is I it, actually it like it. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. The pilot. The I, I, I pilot. Forgot, no, I the forgot. Pilot's no, has it been you know? episode two now this okay. week? Yeah. And Melissa Benoist is actually pretty. Uh, no, I charming. like her. Yeah. yeah, I've been liking her since Glee. Yeah, anyway, she, she's charming. She's a great Supergirl. Going back, <laughs> uh, are you done? Uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. My pick of the week is even though we did not like the decision, obviously the five on five Survivor Series match was a good match. Yeah. Absent everything else, absent all the build the, up, absent all the circumstances surrounding it, it was a good match. Because you can never really fuck up an elimination match. People pop to see that shit. Yeah, yeah because kung, it's because we don't have enough of them. Yeah, finish. Right. And well, it really was a good match. Plus, they, they got a lot of time. Yeah, and, yeah. and a lot yeah, of yeah, time. Yeah, like the th- whole third hour. And I guess that's what you do when you have three hours to fill. I'm glad that the Usos are back. Yep. <laughs> yeah, hey, you hey, know, hey. The, the better part is, nah, you can now tell which one is which. No, wait, wait, okay, which one is which? Okay, my guess is, no, 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 I remember this. Jay is the red one, Jimmy is the blue one. Okay, he's, okay, they're the, they're the, they're the Matrix player, pills. Player Jay one, is the raw two. Uso, and Jimmy is the SmackDown Uso. Uso. Uh, see? Jimmy play, no, no, Jay is the red one? Yeah. So Jay is player one? Jimmy yes. is player two. Ah. Jay still doesn't know all the words to deceive at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, again, it's wrestling for wrestling's sake. Uh, when it works well, it works well. So that's my pick of the week. Okay. Hi. Only now, because we haven't seen NXT yet. All right. We got to go home, wrap this baby up. Uh, before we do, we got to thank you always for subscribing to the podcast. Yeah, so subscribe. Please hit subscribe. Please Help hit download. We have been, we have been uh, no, we have been working hard bringing you international flavor. Yeah, yeah, we've been trying here. So uh, tell all we want, all we want is for you to subscribe and listen to the show. So all tell right. your friends that this podcast exists, especially if they like wrestling or liked wrestling at some point in their lives. It's the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast on iTunes and on Google Play. You can also. Uh, Follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter. It's at the SGP Podcast. Uh, personally, on our Twitters, it's at underscore Stancy, at Gabe Van Camus, and at Ro Is War. Now, yeah. um, before we get out of here, we got to thank the boys and the girls of PWR. Stay tuned to the social media of PWR. It's at PWR Official because we'll be ch- uh, we'll be cranking out a lot of bonus content over the next few weeks, leading into PWR Live on November twenty one. And now I'm already getting questions. 
on both my Stancy like page and the Mr. C like page, sir, paingi pun tickets. And I'm wow. like, Sino kayo? Wow. Who are you? <laughs> I don't know these people. <laughs> Who are you? Guys, if you want tickets, early bird tickets will be sold soon. Tangi na ba kahirap kumita ng 250 kung naka online ka naman sa Facebook ng madalas? Tangi na lang. <laughs> Right? It's 250 pesos. We're going to let you know more about where you can buy tickets. It's probably at the same avenues. All right? And uh, thank you as well to um, the people behind PWR, like the crew, the, the people who take the photos and uh, make sure that they're actually uploaded on social media. And lastly, thank you to the friends, fine folks here at Mellow 94.7 for always housing us and for letting us uh, record at this space. Now, uh, stay tuned for next week because we've got more of the PWR guys leading into PWR Live. We gotta go home. We're out of here. Peace. Thank you. And good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.